0: Are you glad you're in the house of the Lord? Let's stand together. You guys look awesome. We are honored to welcome you this afternoon on behalf of our pastors. It's going to be a great day. Can we give our online family the biggest hand clap we can come up with? We are so glad you're here. All the nations, all the states. There's a one little phrase that's been going on in my spirit all morning long. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. Let faith arise. You know, Psalm 24 says, This is the generation that will serve and worship the Lord. And it goes on to say, Open up all ye gates. Open up, you everlasting doors. We speak to Nashville to open up all you gates. Open up uh, everlasting doors to the nations. Open up everlasting doors and let the King of glory in. The King of glory is strong and mighty, invincible in battle. Can we lift our hands together as the worship team comes? And praise the Lord that he is strong and mighty. Let faith arise. Let faith arise in every heart,
1: every viewer. Well, I don't know what else to say. How many knows that the Lord is good? Come on, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Come on, all there. Come on. The Lord is good. One more time. The Lord is good. All the time. Lord, we thank you today. Come on, lift your voices. Lord, we thank you today that you have caused this place to be a gate, a portal for your goodness to flow in today for your power, your might to be displayed. May the arm of the Lord be revealed in this house. And Lord, on Pastor Kent, as he ministers, Pastor Candy, Pastor Jazz, this worship team, we say, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Come on, in Jesus' name, let's worship. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. He's worthy.
2: Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Bless him in the house thank you Lord come on say thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah will you lift your hands in the sanctuary come on and tell him say thank you for the blood thank you for the blood for your sacrifice I was a. I was lost, I was blind, I was running out of time Sin separated, the breach was far too wide But from the far side of the castle, you held me in your side So you made a way across the grave Left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside and there at the cross you paid the debt I broke my chains freed my soul for the first time I I'll try it out. Jesus, Jesus Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you. We bless you, Jesus.
3: that song i think it's so appropriate i tell you what i'm so encouraged i feel a stirring in the atmosphere i feel a troubling of the waters and I, and i see little miracles being poured out here and and being poured out there and it's just the 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 beginning of what god is doing and so be encouraged because god is doing something great and we are just beginning to see it um, you can be be seated I uh, I was listening to Kenneth Hagin this week. I like Kenneth Hagin because he says what he means. I never have to wonder about what he's saying, what he's trying to get across. You listen to Kenneth Hagin; he makes it very plain. That's what I like about him. And so he was telling a story about how he was at a a healing uh, meeting, and several churches were in attendance and their leadership. And there was a pastor of one of the churches there, and she was wanting to get healed. And so she was getting prayed for by people, and she wasn't getting healed. And uh, Kenneth Hagin was asked the Lord, he was like, why, why is she not getting healed? And the Lord spoke to him and said, I can't do anything for her. She will she won't get healed. I can't do anything for her. She has no faith. And so he went to the woman and he, he grabbed her over and, and he started praying with her and for her healing. And she said, he said that she just kind of stood there. And and he said, Woman, you have to believe it to receive it. And she said, Say it again. And he said, you have to believe it to receive it. And she said, well, when I receive it, I'll believe it. And so he said he never could get a breakthrough with her. And he came back several years later and she was worse off than she was before because she had no faith. And so I just, I want to tell you today that if you're not seeing breakthrough in your situation, like the, the Shunammite woman with her little bit of oil and her little bit of bread, uh, her little bit of flour to make a, to make a loaf, you have to take your Little bit of faith and your need, and you got to mix it together, and you got to bring it before the Lord because it's not enough to meet the need. But mixed with your faith, God will show up and He will move in your situation. Amen. I uh, there was a booklet that Pastor Candy gave out to everybody in the church, and, and Daniel Lawson sent me this passage, and I wanted to read it to you. It is. Um, uh, he, he's saying I've told my people they can have what they say but they are saying what they have and so you need to quit going to the Lord it's so easy it's, it's almost comfortable to go to the Lord and tell him all about your situation and all about the terrible things that are happening and all the wrong things that people have done to you but if you will go to the Lord and you will tell him what the situation by faith would should look like if you will open the door to your children's room and say, Lord, I thank you that they're here. They're they're coming home to me right now. Lord, I thank you that I'm putting these crutches down. Lord, I thank you, God, that this bank account is full. I see it full by faith. God, I thank you that this pantry is full. God, I thank you that in my garage are new vehicles. Lord, I thank you that you're giving me this house that there's no way that I could get it. But God is coming through for me. You can tell God what you want to have and he will come through for you and do it for you. I don't know any other religion like this. But Christians are unique because our God is strong and mighty. And he will respond to your faith and to your words. And so just be encouraged because the season isn't like past seasons that you walk through. There's a stirring. And I want you to test God and see if he will come through for you. Amen. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll turn our hearts to giving. And we'll say this together because I'm a tither and a giver the windows of heaven are open to me and God rebukes the devourer for my sake I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully knowing I will reap bountifully he makes me the head and not the tail above and not beneath the blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me because God loves to see me prosper. I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people.
4: Wow. Is there anything left? (laughs) Fantastic job. I'm so proud of Nicholas and uh, hey, has anybody told you they love you yet today? Oh, thank you. I love you, too. I'm so happy to have you here. I have the honor and the privilege to to worship with you today. Uh, so I have something so fun to tell you. But uh, but first, I think I want to find out where people are from. I met the most wonderful couple from Virginia. She said, this is our first time here at Regeneration Nashville. Why don't you stand, Virginia, and let us welcome you? you. We just might keep you. (laughs) Do we have anybody else that's from out of state, out of state visitors today? Yes, go ahead, sir. Sorry, I heard Florida. Where's Florida? Stand up, Florida. All right, welcome, welcome. Thank you. We're honored to have you here. Sir, where are you from? Aberdeen, Washington. Stand up. Let us welcome you. My goodness. We're honored to have you here. And you're from where? Conyers, Georgia. Well, we're honored to have you. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Yes, sir. Cottonwood, Arizona. Stand up, Arizona. Let us welcome you. Honored to have you here. Nice. We'll make a Nashvillian out of you before long. Go ahead. Fargo, North Dakota. Stand up. Blessings. Honored to have you. Lord bless you. Glad you're here. Anybody else? No. Yes? Texas. Where's Texas? Stand up, Texas. Let us welcome you. God bless you. Thank you for being here with us today. Anybody else? Going, going, gone. No, what? South Carolina. Stand up, South Carolina. Glad to have you. So, I, I have something so fun to tell you, just something so wonderful. Uh, do you remember last uh, week, Pastor Kent? Was speaking prophetically under the power of the Holy Ghost, and he said, The Spirit of God is going to hit our young kids, and they're going to start praying for each other. And pro- you remember him pro- praying, uh, prophesying that? Show me the picture of what was going on. When, look, they were praying for each other right there. Isn't that great? I love it. God is doing such wonderful things in our, in our children. So, we had Vacation vi- Bible School, VBS, this week. Do we have a VBS picture? Isn't that great? Devin Henry is our youth director, our children's director, and he and so many faithful volunteers worked very, very hard uh, to minister and train our children this week at Vacation Bible School. And I just think we need to give all, all of our children's team a wonderful hand. As a matter of fact, I think... I think they're up there uh, right now having uh, their last vacation Bible school service or whatever. So it's so exciting. So I want to tell you that the ramp is coming up. If you have a young person uh, that you would like to send to the ramp, uh, it's going to be amazing. Our kids came back um, at Christmas time, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and just transformed. And so I just want to ask you don't allow money. To stand in your way of your young person not going to the ramp because this is really uh, life-changing and so that is July the 27th through the 30th and also if you don't have children Uh, our youth that is going, but you believe in what we're doing, and you would like to sponsor a young person, would you just see me or Pastor Nicholas after church, and uh, we'll make that happen, and so you're sowing into this generation, so I just think that's wonderful. So we have our Elijah co-conference coming up uh, August the 10th through the 12th. I'm fixing to do something fun. I'm fixing to scare this man on the piano, okay? So... (laughs) So uh, Elijah Co. is August the 10th through the 12th. And so we have Brother Prophet Dutch Sheets and Brother Tim Sheets and uh, uh, Apostle Jane Hammond. So many, Pastor Harry, Pastor Kent will be speaking. And so Pastor Kent and I will be staying there on the grounds so that we can get to know you and uh, fellowship with you. But there will be a time in that service that week that hands will be laid on every person in that conference and we're just believing for gifts activated and blessings and transformation in the Elijah Co. conference so uh, I just want to say that um, we have our community nights and uh, uh, every Wednesday night this month if you would like to have dinner with Pastor Kent and I and the pastoral staff it's absolutely free all you have to do is just sign up and let us know that you would like to be there and we will make a place for you and on Wednesday night He's not going to like this, but on Wednesday night, the twenty-first of June is Pastor Kent's birthday, and we may or may not have cake that night. So, if you want to sign up for any night, come on on uh, June the twenty-first, and we'll have a great time. So, we have Gary Priam on the piano over here. Hi, Gary. He is a very famous studio musician in this in this town in Nashville, and he plays on most of the country music and gospel music uh, albums that come out of this city, He's, uh, but he's just full of Jesus. And as a matter of fact, how long have you been married? 38 years. I was their maid of honor 38 years ago. That's how far we go back. But I was wondering, do you know Consider the Lilies? Would you play that for me? I don't know. Let's try F.
5: Consider the lilies; they don't toil nor spin. But there's not a king with more splendor than them. Consider the sparrow, he don't plant nor sow, but he's fed by the master who this dear friend of mine who hangs out the stars and tells the sun when to shine and
4: Thank you, Gary. Pastor
6: Kent. Amen. Well, that, that was good enough. I think I might let her sing on my next album. <clears throat> that's for announcing my birthday right there I may have reached a place in life that you really don't care about your birthdays anymore amen why don't you turn with me today to um, the book of Isaiah chapter 59 we're going to read a very familiar portion of scripture I would, I would like our church to <clears throat> begin to develop the habit, not for me, but I feel like that one of the things that makes God want to come into our presence is honor. And I think we need to stand today in the, for honor for the reading of the Word of the Lord. I really would like to see us just begin to get to that place when it's time, if I have a scripture to read at the beginning, that we would just stand in honor of God. If we had a great politician or somebody come onto our platform, we would stand up. And how much greater than a Solomon or a Moses, hallelujah, or a Daniel is in this house, is the presence of God. And this is the living, breathing word of the Lord. And uh, we thank the Lord that he has somehow miraculously, down through the millennials of time, not allowed the devil to make this book disappear. Right. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a hallelujah. And, a, and it, he hides it in his heart. David said, I hide it in my heart so I won't sin against thee. So this is a a familiar verse out of Isaiah chapter, uh, if I get back to it. Isaiah 59, and I want to just read verse, let's start uh, on verse 17. Speaking of God, he puts on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. How many realize that much of the New Testament is being quoted by writers from the Old Testament? If you go back and you study Apostle Paul's writings, a good percentage of what Paul is writing, he is reiterating what the Old Testament writers have wrote. He puts on the garments of vengeance for clothing, That doesn't sound like we just ought to love everything. He was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the islands, he will repay recompense. This is the verse, or key verse today. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. This is what I want to extract. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Now, Lord, we thank you today, God, that we stand in the holy presence of the Lord. God, we rest today because you are not at rest. God, we have peace because you are the Prince of Peace. Now, Holy Ghost, you're a great preacher. You're the Prince of Peace. You're the Prince of Preachers. And God, the anointing that you've placed on me, now let it begin to be released into the people, into the airwaves, into the earth, to the nations, God, that your glory will rise. We thank you in advance that this will be an awesome day. In the name of the Lord, we pray, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord today. God, God will re, re, repay us for those kind of moments. I, I, in fact, I have such a reverence for my Bible at home, I won't put anything on it. I won't set my iPhone on it, uh, nothing. I always make sure just out of honor to the Word of the Lord that it is precious to me, and I honor the Word of God. And uh, when we begin to read these verses And of Isaiah, the Lord is beginning to speak. And it talks about, uh, Paul writes this in Ephesians 6. He says, put on the whole armor of God. So the verses start out here. It talks about that God is armoring himself. He's putting on the breastplate of righteousness. He's putting on the helmet of salvation. When you are not going into battle, you don't need armor. But God said, I'm getting ready to enact vengeance. And I'm getting ready to give back to the enemy what they have tried to put upon me. He said, I'm going to recompense it. Then this verse says this, when the enemy comes in like a flood. I know that some writers say that it should be written different. That when the enemy comes in, then like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. I, I am more prone to the to the writing that when the devil comes in like a flood, because most of us have experienced that. So it doesn't say if the enemy will come in like a flood. It says when. It is inevitable. He is coming like a flood. There are times in our lives where we deal with the little foxes. We deal with the annoyances of life, or we might deal with a temporary setback, or we might feel like we're walking through a a valley for a couple of days, but then there are those moments in time where the devil is not coming to harass you, he is coming to extinguish you. He is coming to put out the lamp in your life. He is going to hit you with everything. He empties his gun on you. He comes with everything that he's got because he wants to make sure that when he's done, you are not breathing. That's what this verse is about. When the devil comes in like a flood. I mean, remember a few years ago, they called it the 500-year flood. We didn't know it was coming. The news didn't tell us. The weather channel didn't say there's a big flood coming. It's the granddaddy of them all. I got up like any other day to come to church on a Sunday morning, dressed, opened my garage door, and water's beginning to come into my house from my basement. When we begin to realize the severity of this flood, everything was covered up. I saw buildings floating down Briley Parkway in front of the best pro shop. Homes destroyed. 13 feet of water in the Opera Land Hotel. The Opry Mills Mall completely flooded with over 13 feet of water. Took several years to rebuild it. That's the, what the enemy wants to do to the nations right now in the earth. What we experienced with the coronavirus was a flood of hell that showed up without warning. We came into that year expecting like you any other year, and all of a sudden we're being told if you don't take a shot, you're going to die, that there's a virus that's going to extinguish two-thirds of humanity. Life is over. Can I tell you, when the enemy comes in like a flood, God, for the Lord himself shall raise up A standard against it. I have learned. That when I am thrust into battle, God is not sitting at home saying, You're on your own, fella. I hope you come out all right. Uh, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, uh, for thy rod and thy staff are be comforting me. Uh, I will never leave thee. Uh, I will never forsake thee. Uh, Though a thousand fall on my right hand uh, and ten thousand on my other the Lord uh, is my sword, uh, my shield, uh, my comforter. Uh, when the
1: enemy comes in like a flood, uh, God says, uh, I'm in the battle. Hallelujah.
6: Be still and know I am God, for the Lord will fight your battle. And so there are those moments, those life-defining moments. Sometimes they last for months. It's in those moments that when we feel like we're being overwhelmed, you don't prepare for things normally that you're not expecting. How many know that? So when floods come, floods are unusual. Tsunamis, they're unusual. You know what makes a tsunami happen? It's when the foundations of the, earth, of the ocean come under attack and begin to be disturbed. And it causes this upsurgence in the water And when a tsunami comes, I remember several years ago seeing that tsunami. I forget which nation it hit, but it just came in. Tsunamis can have waves of 100 feet. And what they do is they cross over their bounds. They get out of where they're supposed to be. Waves, the ocean should not be there, but it is. And it's powerful. How many can remember a tsunami that has come through your life? Most of us can name the year, the moment, the season. And what's amazing about them is you never forget them. None of us really should be here today. If it was not for God, I should not be on this platform right now. Hallelujah. But for the mercy of God. And when we were in that dark time, and the hordes of hell showed up like a flood, and there was this concerted attack that said, I'm going to take you out. God stood up. And here he came, and he was carrying the standard. You know what the standard is? It's the battle flag. It's the ensign that represents the army that is behind it. And history says that the man that carried the battle flag was the first one that went into battle. I will go before you says the Lord. Hallelujah. I will not stand in the rear of the of the battle but I will go before you. You may not realize it right now but in front of you. Hallelujah. If God would open our eyes, we would see Jehovah Jireh walking before us as regeneration nation is going forth into its purpose. What's going on? He's carrying the standard. He's carrying the flag. What is he doing? He said, I'm going into battle. I'm going to be the first one because I am raising up a battle cry that is going to tell the enemy, no, 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 you will not. Not destroy you. You will not shake the foundations of the church. How do we know we will survive? Because the Bible says, nevertheless, the foundations of God standeth sure, having this seal, for the Lord knoweth them that are his. Let everything, let everyone that nameth the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. The coronavirus and the hellish agenda that came loose on us three years ago was a flood against humanity. And God said, no. And the reason that God is raising up this church and other churches like it is because we're gonna make a difference. I'm taking a bit of an odd turn today in this message. but I wanna go over just a few chapters into Jeremiah chapter five. Verse 22, fear ye not me? He's asking a question. Saith the Lord, will you not tremble at my presence? This is what I want you to see. Which have placed the sand for the bound or the barrier of the sea by a perpetual decree that it cannot pass it. And though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet they cannot prevail. And though they roar, yet they cannot pass it. So God said, I have issued a perpetual decree that means it's not going to be amended that means it doesn't have a time stamp on it that it comes to an end he said there is a perpetual degree out of heaven that makes this declaration that i have set the sand on the edge of the ocean and it declares to these raging waves. You can rage all you want. You can make all the noise that you want. You can foam all you want. You can be as high and as noisy as you want. But at the end of the day, there is a perpetual decree out of heaven that says it stops right here. You ain't going any farther than this right here. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord uh, says there is a perpetual decree uh, that I have set a bound uh, around your life, uh, around this nation, uh, around this earth uh, that tells hell, uh, no, you will not
1: go any farther. They're to
6: put a shout in your belly that tells you though the enemy looks like he's winning, he is defeated by the power
1: of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. My God, I feel as much of the Holy Ghost. That's something loose in the atmosphere. There is a bound of victory around us.
6: I got a letter, you can be seated. I got a letter. I hadn't had a chance to read it and I was reading it this morning from precious pastors in Vermont. And uh, if you're watching, God bless you for the letter, thank you. And he said, we, he said, Vermont is now the second most liberal state besides California in the union. And he wrote the statement, I have not had time to fact check this, so, but I'm assuming that he's, that he's telling, because he lives there, he probably knows what he's talking about. He said, Vermont just passed in legislature that it is legal up to 21 days after full-term birth that you can kill a baby. When the enemy Sunday I am at war with evil. Hallelujah. This is one preacher that's not backing down. I can tell you this, I will give my life for the gospel. You want to know why the Muslim faith has had its advancements? It's because the Muslims were willing to die for their belief. They were willing to strap bombs to their chest. They believed in the afterlife. God, give us some men and women that will get a hold of some passion in their spirit
1: that says, I will lay down my life for the gospel.
6: This same was born in blood. It started with the death of Jesus Christ. And the blood kept flowing with 11 of the 12 disciples. And the one that wasn't martyred, they tried to kill him multiple times from burning him in oil to you name it. Down through the ages, there have been over 30 million Christians. Fox's Book of Martyrs tells the story of how they gave their life for the gospel of Jesus Christ. There has been a hellish doctrine that has gotten loose in the church that says God wants you to be happy, never suffer, never walk in sacrifice. But I'm telling you, there is a a price to pay. And the reason we're in the mess that we're in is because we got too many lazy Christians that don't pray, don't go to church, don't fast, don't give,
1: but they want the best that God has. It doesn't cost like that. I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. i'm glad you're here but don't tell me it was a sacrifice to come to church today it is a privilege to come to the house of the lord don't tell me how lucky we are you ought to thank god that god has given you the privilege of being in the house of god no wonder david said i was glad when they said unto me let me go to the house of the lord
6: I told my wife, that I can't figure out why they don't have traffic jams already out on Bradley, on Old Hickory Boulevard. of uh, People trying to get in this building. I don't know where everybody is, but there's enough God in this building. They had to raise the curtains and put 3,800 people in it because it is a privilege to be in the presence of the Lord. Either Holy Ghost Revival is going to hit Vermont or all hell's going to break loose. But you don't kill babies. You don't kill babies. We got PETA hollering about puppies while we're killing babies in the back room. And then we're talking about how humane we are. Not so. Hallelujah. You cannot take the life of children. And let's just step on into it. Abortion is a hellish tool from hell. We are against it. I don't care if it came through any other way. It is not the will of God. Abortion
1: is wrong. Say, well,
6: what what about if we were raped? Give it up for adoption. But I can tell you this, when that little baby comes into the world, it's not its fault that you suffered a horrible indignity of being raped. And may God in his mercy bless your life. But I can tell you this, God does not condone abortion. We better come back to the very precepts of what made this nation what it is. We stand on the precepts and the righteousness of the Lord. We value life. Hallelujah. We don't take it for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Well, I was a little bit worried that when I got started, I wouldn't have enough content, but it looks like I might make it. All right, so we've started off talking about there are seasons where the analogy is a massive amount of water comes in. Water is just as devastating as fire. The power of a flood can take the very foundations of a house out in a moment unless it's dug deep I've been giving you the verse that declares but God said does not matter how strong the ocean is I have set the sand as a barrier the sand is different from the water but God said the sand has authority over the waves. So I'm getting to, I wanna show you the power of who you and I are, and I want you to go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 22. Because this is something yesterday that God just began to put in my spirit. Jesus and I are in love with the same woman, the church. Well, that didn't go very good. And my wife is a part of the church, so I might get some stuff in the email on that one. I don't know. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, or 22, and... In verse 17, let's go to verse 16. And said, by myself have I sworn, saith the Lord, for because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thy only son. All right, this is a great verse right here because this is a covenant he's making with Abraham. In blessing, I will bless thee, And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven, and what? As the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed." So my analogy here is this. God says that all nations are blessed today because of Abraham, not just Israel. All nations are blessed. I drank some throat coat tea today, and I need to get my money back. So God says, all nations are blessed because they come from the seed of Abraham in thy seed. And he then and he says this. He said, and I'm going to make your seed like the sand. Now, what did the scripture just declare in Jeremiah? The sand is what tells the flood you ain't coming in here. <laughs> of all the things that God could have compared the church to, he said, thy seed shall be as the sand of the seashore, of the ocean. And he said, because of what I'm giving it, you shall possess the gate what does the word gate represent? The authority of your enemies. So what God is saying that in this hour, in the year 2023, there has been a insidious, evil flood of hell that has come against the nations, whether it's the euthanizing of babies or making right wrong and wrong right or turning two-year-old girls into boys through all kinds of blockers everything has gone crazy and we're wondering God what will we do God said don't you know that the church hallelujah upon this rock will I build my church and the gates the gates the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, because you are as the sand of the sea you shall possess the gates of your enemies may God lose a Holy
1: Ghost revelation on you uh, that this flood of hell and evil is going to stop.
6: Pass all the laws you want. Raise up everything you can to challenge the word of the Lord. But there is a time when God finally says, Not here. This is far as you go. I declare, hallelujah, by the Spirit that this evil agenda that has hit our nation with transgender and sexual identity and abortion and all of this other mess that's out there, changing the DNA of human beings. My God, you have no idea, many of you, of what they're actually trying to release in the atmosphere. And it doesn't matter. That's why I don't listen to the news, because they want you to hear their rhetoric. And when you get done, you think, well, we're done for. Listen, when I am overwhelmed, leave me to the rock that is higher than I. If you want to get encouraged instead of listening to CNN you need to listen, hallelujah to King James that begins to declare what the Lord has to say in this hour that when it looks like it's over for the devil has come down in great wrath knowing he hath but a short time. This isn't some slow process. They have emptied their guns on us and we're still standing. Why? Because you cannot kill the church. The church, the church, hallelujah, is alive and well. We're still breathing, and we're telling the enemy, no, this is far as you go. You ain't coming
1: any farther.
6: You remember when? Sennacherib, king of Assyria, did not want Hezekiah. Pastor Harry did a great uh, Bible study on this recently. Did not want them to rebuild the walls. Said that, you know, just touching it would make them fall over Till they realized the gates were being rebuilt, the walls were being rebuilt because they had a weapon in one hand and a tool in the other. In what, 52 days, something like that, they rebuilt those walls. Now, I will concede that when Jesus comes back, the church may not have been as beautiful as it has been in times past, but we will be as powerful. We're gonna have blood on our garments and mud on our combat boots But I can tell you this, our hands will cleave to our sword, because there is a body called the body of Christ, the church, who is not going to roll over and die. And Sennacherib sent Reshepak to Hezekiah, and he began to tell... Hezekiah through discouraging rhetoric and telling him, you listen, he says, you can go ahead and call on your God if you want to, but where's all the gods of the other nations? How about all the other nations that called on their God and we went in and took care of them and we've made them slaves? He said, that's the same thing that's going to happen to you. Hezekiah, what does he do? He goes to the Lord in sackcloth and ashes and says, God, we're in trouble. And God said, here's the word of the Lord. He said, I'll tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to put a hook in his nose, and he will never fire an arrow inside your walls, and I will turn him back the same way that he came. And I'm telling you by the Spirit that God is using the church in this hour, right now, this this message it's going out over the airways what is it it's declaring to the flood of evil that you have already come as far as you're going to come you make god mad you push god to his limits say, well, you know, demons are out of control. Go back and read Jude 1 and 6. And to the demon spirits, to the angels, uh, which did not stay in their own habitation that God put them in. He stuck them in a place. He put them in a playpen. And he said, don't get out of it. And the Bible said they left their own habitation. And God reached down, got a hold of them, took them out of the earth, stuck them into hell, uh, reserved them in chains to everlasting darkness because they cross the line and I'm telling you there is a whole bunch of men and women that have crossed the line in this day and age. Don't you ever think
1: that the church doesn't have some power. We've got some glory. We've got some authority. We've got some anointing and the church is going to stop hell from ever advancing.
6: If God be for you, nobody can be against you. We got to get past this saying of being intimidated. Well, what if the IRS comes after him? So what? Hallelujah. God is greater than the IRS, God is greater than Congress. Listen, we are law-abiding people. We believe in paying our taxes. I pay them every year more than I want to. But I can also tell you this. You cannot take natural weapons and turn the kingdom of God backwards and tell the Lord, sorry, Calvary was just for your time, but it's over, and we're assuming authority in the earth. God is going to say, hallelujah, and of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Increase upon. upon increase. We're not going backwards. We're just getting warmed up. Hallelujah. We're not going to be silent. We're getting ready to have a Holy Ghost eruption of the glory and of the power and of the anointing of the Lord. What the enemy does not realize is that God has boundaries you can't cross those boundaries. How many you ever crossed the boundary in your own private life that the Lord told you not to do? And you pay for it. How many you ever had a whipping by God? Boy, I don't like them. But God, the Bible says that the heavens are the Lord's and the... First of all, it says that the earth is his footstool, that the heavens and the earth belong to him, but it said, and he gave the, in Psalms, I believe it's 27, it says, and he gave the earth unto the children of men. When God gives you something, he expects you to take care of it. Hallelujah. Not to abuse it. And I, this is what I believe. God said, I'm going to recompense. That means I'm going to give back what you tried to give me. This thing happened so quick in the earth. This wasn't just after the United States. You think we had it bad? Go talk to people in Canada. Go talk to people in Australia. Go talk to some people in other nations where they are just now beginning to get freedom, able to leave their, their, their borders because they didn't get the shot or whatever. We walked around <clears throat> looked like we were all doctors and nurses for two years with masks on our face <clears throat> because the enemy was trying to shut us up. I don't see any masks today. We didn't get a referendum from the mayor that says, by the way, if y'all have church today, you got to be six feet apart and wear a mask. Why? Because God put a stop to that. Hallelujah. Now, God is saying, I'm going to give back to you. The scripture teaches this. You reap in kind. You can't plant an orange and get an apple. And you can't plant what they planted in the earth and think that we're going to walk away from it and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, we feel really bad about that, but it's all right. No, it ain't. The amount of suffering, the small businessmen in our nation that will never again have their business, the bankruptcies that were filed. We have no idea how many people committed suicide because of this, how many marriages ended in divorce because of the undue stress that was put on them? How many people died from the coronavirus? We have people in this building, Jeff, he's not, I don't see him here today, but he just about died in in intensive care from, from the residual effect of the coronavirus. We watched the horrible, bloody aftermath of that. Now God says, now watch me. This is why Psalms 91 says, a thousand shall fall on one hand and ten thousand on the other, but it shall not come nigh to thy dwelling. You can't take life and think you're going to walk away from it. Give you a perfect example. It may take time, but when Pharaoh put a hit out on male babies, It took 80 years, but it came back home. And God hit the firstborn of animals and men alike in Egypt because of what they did. We are now, there can never be harvest, according to Matthew 24, until the tares are gone says first the tares have to be bound in bundles and removed and cast into the fire, and then the wheat is gathered into the barn. So we are in a season where God has to deal with the tares in the atmosphere in the earth. So what's one of the things that I've been studying on I heard another pastor talk about our teacher, and it really got a hold of my spirit. There are advantages in the kingdom of God that God gives us. One of them is speed. What normally should take years, God gives the advantage called speed. You say, well, explain that. You're sitting in it. In five weeks, after almost 17 years of struggling, in five weeks, we went from around 100 people to 623 in five weeks. In two years, we are affecting at least 100 nations every Sunday by satellite. What is that? God gives speed and he steps you into another dimension that normally should take years and he will lose speed and when God loses speed he will make it happen overnight hallelujah If you don't believe it, go back and read the story that when Korah rose up against, or they challenged the leadership of Moses, he said, tell the eleven leaders and Aaron to bring their rods into the holiest of holies. And when somebody had taken an almond tree and cut it down, stripped it of its bark, cut it to size, and it was in the hand of of the Levite Aaron for years, Dry, no, no life in it. But one moment, Hallelujah! When it got in the presence of the Lord, that old dry stick that thought it would never do anything for God, all of a sudden speed hit it, Hallelujah! And green leaves begin to come out. Almonds begin to fully form, and within just a few hours, it was a live almond tree. Why? Because of speed. Now God says, "You want." me. You use speed to try to wipe out my church. Uh, now I'm going to use speed uh, to hit the kingdom of darkness. And when the enemy thought they won, uh, I'm going to release uh, and wreck and pits back onto them uh, that which they have released in the kingdom of the Lord. Yeah. I'm going I'm to end with this. The power of the church. The power of the church in this hour. Our our biggest issue in the natural is we don't have a voice in media. The church does not have a voice in politics, because be honest with you, most Republicans are just as rotten as Democrats. It's just a good old boys' club. There's about 600 of them all together, including the Supreme Court, and they mandate what 330 million people are supposed to be doing. So, we we don't have a voice in the natural. But God saw this day, and he said this, I am giving you authority. This is in Luke. I think it's chapter 16. I am giving you authority over all, not the authority of the devil. He said, over all the power. Why? Because the devil doesn't have any authority. So when you read this scripture in, in the Greek, it says in King James, I'm giving you power over all the power of the enemy. If you read it in the in the original it literally reads I'm giving you authority over all the power of the enemy. Because the devil doesn't have any authority. He was stripped of it at Calvary. He wasn't stripped of his power. He was stripped of his authority. This is why you see things happening. It's because the believer won't use their authority. And so if he still has power, he's going to do what he does. God said, I'm giving you authority that when you begin to speak, you are declaring as Abraham's seed this line. You will not cross over. I don't care how much you rage, how much power you got, how much money you have, how kind of office you hold. This is the bottom line right here. You will not cross over. I give you authority, authority, authority over all the power of the enemy. And then he winds up with this, and nothing... By any means. Nothing. By any means. What's he doing? He's addressing the power of the devil. We get so intimidated by what the devil can do. God said, don't you know that when you have authority, it doesn't matter how much power the devil has, nothing by
1: any means. Yeah.
6: so shall hurt you. There are many, many verses, but the other one is... That one was Luke 10, 19. This one is Matthew 16, 19. He said, I am giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. There are many, many keys that we as believers can have. But he said, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And with those keys, he said, you can now, whatever you bind in your realm will automatically be bound in mine. And whatever you loose in your life, this is what Nicholas was talking about. Now, I'll believe it when I see it. No, I'll see it. Hallelujah, because I believe it. Whatever you loose in your world, God said, will then be loosed in heaven. So for many of us, there are miracles that are sitting in wheelchairs that need to be loosed in the atmosphere. So the church today, you and I, we are to the evil agenda what the sand is to the ocean. I was, I, when we went on vacation for five days, we went down to the beach, and I get up in the mornings, and I walk and pray in that beach. <clears throat> and it's amazing to watch. Down there, it's not as powerful, but being raised out in Washington State, the Pacific Ocean, uh, it's a different ocean. Number one, you don't swim in it because it's like 48, 50 degrees, but it's, the sand is very black, and the, the waves are very, very strong and very powerful. And you can stand at the edge, and you can see a huge wave coming, and you think, man, i got to get out of the way. But you hold your ground, and you watch that wave just crest, and then it just collapses. And you stand there and just a little bit of foam will wind up at the edge of the shore because God said, that's as far as you go. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the earth. It doesn't matter what laws are being passed. It doesn't matter the raging of the evil that we've heard. Doesn't the Bible talk about why do men, why do the heathen rage? And men imagine a vain thing, and yet God is saying, the seed of Abraham its what's going to tell evil, you're done. You're done. Hallelujah. You might have just crashed right out there and fall down in shame. I think it's in Jude, it talks about, it said, uh, waves foaming out their own shame. That's what's happening right now is we're seeing a whole bunch of evil foam out its own shame. That even some liberal people are embarrassed of what's going on in our nation. So I want to declare to you today that you have authority. That in the loins of Abraham, you have come out with a patriarchal blessing that's on you. Hallelujah. And you are part <clears throat> of the barrier in this hour that is telling him this is your, you've already had your best day. We're going to get bigger and bigger. When we get into the new building, we're going to go. What do we do now? Because this one's full. We have no idea what God's getting ready to do. Hallelujah. You got to have to. I want you to stand with me. I want my prayer partners to come. Today, as we were in worship and I was holding uh, my little granddaughter, Mavis Blue... And I was, I was looking at her, or she, actually my wife had her at that time, and she was just sound asleep. And I, I looked at her and I thought, she is total at peace because she feels so safe and so protected. Because she totally trusts us. And I thought, that must be how it is with God. When he sees you and I resting in faith. And our eyes are closed and we're just resting in the arms of God and he looks down there at you and he goes that's what I like because that right there tells me that they trust me hallelujah sheltered in the arms of God hallelujah today if the enemy has tricked you or you're feeling that flood of the enemy come against you. I want you to quickly make your way and find a prayer partner because if you will join with them in prayer, you will see God do something. If any two agree on anything, God, hallelujah, will do it. So it doesn't matter how tough it looks, how difficult, how impossible it is. God has already told the enemy, you can't come any farther. You can't kill them. You're not going to take them out with cancer. You're not going to destroy them. But God, hallelujah, is on our side. Has everybody come that needs to find a prayer partner so I Jasmine gets ready to lead us in worship. I want you to come stand with me as a church, and I want you to begin to praise God for the flood of righteousness that's coming. Come on. Let's make our way to the front. Come on, the whole church. And I want you to begin to ask God. I want you to begin to praise the Lord that before this year is out, that the enemy is going to be so defeated, so embarrassed, so discouraged because of the power of the Lord. My battle. This is my battle. Come on, church.
2: This
6: is my battle. Let's get up as far as we can here. for everybody in. Now press in. Hallelujah. Press in. This is our fight, my.
4: david and barbara come on step up here barbara they came together from georgia and he david here paralyzed and kidney cancer right here and barbara hearing lost her hearing
6: kidney cancer
4: david and barbara
6: how long you been here you've been paralyzed like this for 38 years And there was a man who was paralyzed for 38 years. And God said, take up your bed and walk. Now, in the name of the Lord, I rebuke this curse off of you. Now, God, we command this paralysis and let go. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Lord, we see it because we believed it. God, today, not tomorrow, not tonight, but in the name of the Lord, God, we release healing in his body, in his legs. God, his ankle bones receive strength. Lord, what you did at the pool, God, do it right now in the name of the Lord. Power, anointing, oh God, loose the grace. Yeah bobo Sandai, God loose the grace. Loose the grace. God healing in his late. Oh Lord, hallelujah. Now, God, I thank you, Lord, for the word of the Lord that shall not return void. God, we declare over his feet, God, over his ankle bones, over his legs, over his muscles. Hallelujah. Your kidney disease in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you even able to stand it all? Amen. Too young. Hallelujah. I thank you the verse that said, Lord, who sinned this man or his parents? God said, neither. But for the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we just release it. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, God, do it, hallelujah, Lord, we receive it, oh, God, I receive it, Lord, that in his body, Lord, in his legs, God, for the first time in 38 years, oh, Lord, we declare it, God, that he shall walk, lord that they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint oh lord we thank you god you're not ever gonna have a better opportunity to show off then right now, oh, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Heal, heal, heal. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. In the name of the Lord. God, the power of God. The power of God. The power of God. Leave you mocking spirit. I command you to leave. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. God, in the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God, thy word, thy word shall not return it to you, void. God, we see it,
1: hallelujah. God, I see it. Oh, God, we see it by faith. We see it by faith. We see it by faith. God, we declare it,
6: Lord, that your word cannot return it to you, void. But, oh, the power, the power of God in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name hallelujah there's another grace God bless you brother this ain't over there's another grace that God is giving back to the church and it's the grace of the laying on of hands of divine healing You know, we've we've lived so long without miracles that can't be explained away that the enemy has gotten a hold of our spirits and our minds and really created a maze that's really hard for for us to get out of. And so God has to, he's trying to prime the pump. But I can tell you that we've already seen God do it. But I believe that this is what's going to bring them from around the world. Hallelujah. We have anybody else? Okay. Amen. Well, are you glad you came to church? How many enjoyed my wife singing? Amen. Amazing. I loved it. I love you. So, this brother.
4: He's coming. I just want to. I want to tell you that uh, I was up most of the night last night. I can feel things swirling in the atmosphere. So I just prayed in the Holy Ghost. I walked through my house, praying through the Holy Go- in the Holy Ghost through my house most of the night. And finally, about four o'clock this morning, the Lord gave me a word, and this is a word for some of you that are fighting a battle. The Lord gave me Second Chronicles chapter twenty, where the Lord spoke to Jehoshaphat. And he said, the battle is the Lord's. He said, you'll not need to fight in this battle, but the battle is the Lord's. And you know what? I went to bed. Some of you can rest now because the battle, it's a word for you, the battle belongs to the Lord.
6: David, I didn't get the full understanding that you have terminal cancer, right? Huh? three days ago. Hallelujah, all right, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, God. Lord, today I thank you. Now, Lord, I take authority over this demon spirit of cancer. I command it to leave his body. And with it, you foul spirit of paralysis, you're going to leave his body. Oh, God, Lord, that he's going to walk back out on this platform, whole, healed, in the name of Jesus. That devil death, you will not take him. But, oh, God, Lord, that he is the beginning of the trophies of glory that are going to hang lord on the hallways of faith in our life in the name of jesus kidney cancer i command you in the name of the lord i command kidney cancer come out leave in the name of the lord i cast you out of his body cast you out in the name of jesus
1: Hallelujah, the Holy Ghost. Oh, the lightning bone of virtue of God in your body. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name
6: of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise god
2: find my battles this is how find my battles this is how find my battles this is how find my, my come on, church this is how find my with faith this is how find my in the holy ghost this is how find my with other believers I do
1: Come on, come on, yes, Lord, come on, yes, Lord, yes, yeah, this kind of preaching is what brings reformation, this is what we've got to have to change everything, but I'm looking around here this afternoon, and you know what I see, I see sand, I said, I see sand, Every time you establish up in battle, you have to have a beachhead. You got to have that place that says no more. We're standing together. Sand, 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 and sand. And we're declaring no more. Come on. No more, devil. No more. Come on. Say it. Declare it. No more. No more. No more. Come on. Declare it. No more. Come on. No more. You're not coming. And listen, not only do we limit the enemy, we unlimit the power of God. We release the power and the presence of the Lord. So we declare in this house salvation to the lost. Healing to the sick. Deliverance to the bound. Come on. Liberty to the captive. Healing to the blind. Come on. The recovery of sight. We declare our families. Come on. We declare our families. We declare our families from the prodigal. and every place else, we declare them for the Lord. Can you say that? In Jesus' name name today. Come on, give the Lord some glory. Come on, give the Lord some glory. My goodness. Oh! My, my, my. From the worship to the preaching to everything, we give you glory. Now here's what I want to do. I want to remind you, Wednesday evening is the community night. If you haven't registered, you need to register. Tuesday, is Pastor Candy's podcast. Wednesday's past Pastor Kent's podcast. Thursday, Marvelous Women. That's just to get you ready for Sunday. And we'll be back here Sunday at 3 o'clock. But listen, go establish your beachhead today. When you leave here today, walk into your home, establish this is my beachhead. This is it. No more, no more, no further. At no time, in Jesus' name. So in the name that's above every name, in the name, in the name of Jesus, I declare the blessing, the power, the presence, and the glory of the Lord be upon you and go with you in his name. Be blessed today. You're released in the name of the Lord.